0: Right now, we are going to introduce our guest for today. He is here to promote his new show, Vladimir the Crow. Correct. <laughs> Correct. And it is uh, Paul Burke, so welcome. Correct. <laughs> yes. uh, thank you. So, you are our second guest here in this new studio as part of Arts Fitton. Do you like yeah. what you see so far? It's good, and it's got that new smell to it as well. It, it, it does, is, yeah. It's and it's more soundproof than our old <laughs> studio as well, so we love no it No construction
1: already. around here, eh?
0: <laughs> Exactly. Paul, if you could explain to us, first of all, the idea of the show, how that came about.
2: I've been obsessed with clown theatre mm-hmm. since I can remember, really, but, and that's what I've been just, you know, I've just seeked out teachers to learn more and more about that style of theatre. So this show is about doing that style of theatre. And so it's very no fourth wall with the audience, kind of seeing them and playing with the audience. And so I guess I had the idea of a clown character that's from the underworld. So Vladimir is a... Um, so I think it's my phone. Um, Vladimir is a ghoul clown. So he's this idiot from the underworld. And I just wanted to juxtapose those two things of sort of an idiot with some innocence in amongst horror kind of themes.
1: With clowning as like a way of performing, for example, there's many different ways and interpretations of clowns throughout history and there's very many different styles. How would you say your style of clowning would be?
2: That's a good question because it's funny because what I've got to be careful of with this show is I say, oh, it's a clown show about horror so people automatically probably think (laughs) I'm actually dressed as the clown from It or something like that (laughs) but but I kind of look a bit more like something out of a German expressionist film I think with the costume And, and so it's clowning which isn't the same as circus clown, red nose, lots of makeup up so there's a distinction there (laughs) and then um like my training all stems really from the Jacques Lecoq Mm -hmm. method of theatre if you've ever heard of that and so I've trained with a few people from that sort of ilk like I must have met somebody at some point who'd done some of that training and it just set my alarms off and I've just seeked out people that have done that training so I think he died before I actually could train with the man directly but I've trained with a guy called Philippe Goliere in Paris and another guy called John Bolton here and big influence on me as well is a woman called Claire Bartholomew who's a really successful clown and performer here in Melbourne and then another teacher Giovanni Fassetti I've done training with him I'm probably forgetting some other people that I've just done bits and pieces of training with as well but yeah I've just sort of seeked out people to learn as much about clown as I can.
0: Okay and yeah. what sort of things have they taught you that you wouldn't necessarily <laughs> have learned before you undertook this production?
2: Well I guess it's I think that there was a magic that I could see in their eyes that really drew me to what they were doing like people I'd seen performing that and I want to know what that is and so I think it just taught me it's all coming down to just your joy as a performer and that's where like It's got to be authentic. Like you can structure it and it's a show, but you've got to be alive and feeling and sensitive in it. And so it's all about the pleasure of the actor. And, you know, and if you're having fun, the audience is going to have fun. So it's all about that. This is a
1: strange question, but I always want to ask people who do clowning. There are many people who are afraid of clowns. Mm -hmm. And how do you respond to someone who has like a phobia like that? Do you think it's just that people are afraid of the traditional idea of clown is? I
2: think it literally probably even stems from the Stephen King that that phobia happens but having said that it's also I mean some people will have experienced a party clown when they were young who didn't really have any training and people come with this very forceful kind of laugh laugh." Mm. you know it's more of a panicked kind of thing and Mm. clowns about sensitivity and like more for me anyway about the human comedy and Mm. wanting to be loved and that awkwardness and really we're all got clowns in us and you know we do things that are clowny all the time I mean clowns don't necessarily have to be nice but they're vulnerable on a level and they you know you kind of see through them and you can see the mechanics of their brain working Mm. so that's a difference there but with that fear thing I think it's like with this show and probably I don't know it's a really aesthetic choice to wear the red nose but I think people probably see clown and love it who have clown phobias but it's kind of almost better to disguise it a little bit and you know in what you're doing when you're doing it but sometimes aesthetically it's really good like Slava's Snow Show and things like that Use a really prominent red nose But yeah I think it's more that Than the actual art form itself
1: How is it collaborating With your brother?
2: Oh it's great He's a musician And he's got a a couple of bands But one band he's had for years Is called Step Panther And um, another one called SM Jenkins And he sort of goes and plays In lots of other bands as well So he's really kind of Just pursuing music And I'm really pursuing clowning And I do a bit of music So we have a bit of a language there But because he's very good At what he does And I'm obsessed with what I do And so coming together we've been able to dream it up together and because we're brothers too I've been able to work a lot with him so we've been able to really experiment and make discoveries ourselves with it and sort of go could this be possible and then he goes off and he comes back and it was possible you know so it's been great like that you know just that relationship has meant that there's been a lot of generosity with being able to really sort of make mistakes and take risks and not just having okay I've got this sound person and I can only have a few hours of their time and then they do it and then they pass it to me but he's There at every show, too. So it's kind of a duo show in that sense where he's there and he knows the show really well, and there's really important timings and things like that, Mm. too. So it's great having him there. The sound is the other character in the show, and so he's there writing that and making sure all of that lands. Yeah.
0: So the production process with your brother is most, if not all, the work you do collaborative, or have there been times where you spent time apart and then come together and sort of fuse these ideas?
2: Yeah, I mean, I've probably hung out by myself and just dreamed up some things. And thought maybe this maybe that or just rehearsed some of the physicality and the structure or gone off and structured the show and things like that when we get together I'm sort of like let's try this and see what happens and then also he goes off and probably you know spends hours working on making something that we're going to use as well so it's kind of together in a way and there's I guess things to do with the structure of the show I mean I'll ask his opinion but I sort of maybe will work with another theatre friend sometimes on just trying to sort of map that out a bit and those sort of things
0: and then we sort of Together again.
2: So it's a bit in a then bit in and out of it. In and out of it. Yeah, yeah.
0: Is there sort of a mutual understanding between the two of you, or does one of you like to take over? Or well, I should ask actually. Are you, the older of the brothers. Or... I'm the older, the older. Yeah. So <laughs> do you, does he take charge, or do you like to take charge?
2: Uh, I'd say I'm pretty in charge as an older brother. <laughs> okay, but um, that's what's great about him is that he's very supportive and okay, I'm going to support your ideas and your vision. He puts forth lots of great ideas, but he's not too attached to it. He's like, if I don't like it, he's not. He's you know, th- there's not that sort of that wrestle. He kind of is very good and I think that's why he's very successful and good in general in that sort of field because he's very good at working with people
0: and supporting ideas rather than being oh it's got to be my idea Going back a little bit to your mm. childhood were you always this close or is it sort of like this relationship fostered over time have you sort of become closer as you've gotten older
2: No we've always been pretty close he's a fair bit younger than me the brother that's just below, <laughs> below me we probably had a bit more of a and my older brother as well I sort of fought more with them but I feel like i more or less got along really well with Steve right through and then before I was pursuing theatre as much I was pursuing music and so there was probably a period there where that was a real thing we had in common as well so we've always got along pretty well and it's just been that he actually moved to Melbourne basically when I started making this show he moved to Melbourne and so that's about two or three years ago I think and so that was great too because he moved here and then I went well let's try this and then it was just really working so we just kept working together but I've lived in Melbourne for a long time and my family's all New South Wales in Sydney and Newcastle and Mm places like that so he moved down and then we just sort of tried it out and the working relationship works really well as well as just being great friends and yeah.
1: By making a show that's very horror based what was the main reason behind it? Was it that you watched a lot of these movies growing up or?
2: You know it's funny because I must I, would, I must have watched a lot of horror but I'm not as much of a horror buff as you would think considering the show like and I'm actually quite a scared cat with horror. Well it's interesting
0: <laughs> you, it's interesting you mentioned that because we had Dave Massingham on the show a few weeks back, and he's doing his own horror-based sketch show at the Comedy Festival, Uh-oh. and he said exactly the same thing. Like he yeah. wasn't particularly fond of horror movies, but they just make great comedy.
2: Yeah. Mm. I'm attracted to sort of, yeah, this kind of theatrical sense of horror. But it's also like the character kind of scares himself. Interestingly, there's two styles of clowning that I, I guess, specialise in and have looked into, and there's another style called Buffon. Have you heard of that one?
0: I haven't personally. Buffon clown?
2: <laughs> Buffon? <laughs> it's kind of like um darker clowning and it's a bit more innocent. There's another one where it's a bit more knowing and there's this look in the eye and it's a bit more severe in a sense and they've sort of got this intention to sort of highlight you know things about society and you and where you're a hypocrite and sort of twist the knife a little bit Mm. and for certain points of the development of this show I was going to make it a Buffon show and have the character be that way and so it sort of started to get generated with that so there's a lot of exploration of grotesque sort of morphing and images and horror and monsters and things like that but then at a certain point I was like, oh no, but I really needed it to be the character to be a clown, so it's kind of a hybrid between those two, but the character essentially is a clown character rather than a Buffon character, but at one point he was going to be a bit more sort of in-your-face kind of nastier kind of Mm. thing, but yeah.
0: Yes, and Vladimir De Crow, coming back to that, can you see yourself doing more of this material, I guess, or expanding it or even...?
2: Interestingly, I kind—I feel like, because I've done the show at numerous festivals, the way that I've wanted to make this show has been through being with audiences and discovering things. The very first time I did it was in Perth a few years ago, and I did it and felt it with an audience and stayed up all night and rewrote the show in a sense, like or re-edited it, I guess, because I was like, oh, that wasn't what I wanted it to be at all. And Once I felt it with an audience... audience... and so every time I've done it with an audience it's grown and I've gone oh you know and this and that and this latest edit I think it'll still grow but it's a pretty definitive structure that I found that I really like and that's really exciting so I did that at the Fringe and now and it feels like it's just really alive now but with the character I can see myself doing other things with him like I've sort of got an idea of doing another show that will really lend on my brother's music talents as well which is where the character, the idea is that the character it's a bit of a cabaret show and the character getting possessed by ghosts and singing songs and so um, and so maybe make something that's got a lot more music as the flavour to it or a collaboration or something like that I'd love to do but this show I want to try and sell that now so I'm going to try and aim to take it to festivals all over the world whenever I can and just do it and it's in my DNA now this show and I just love it and I've just been having so much fun doing it with audiences and the audiences just come to life with it too because it's really come now where I'm just trying to tap into everybody's child like nature and yeah. the audiences are really jumping on board and so that's really exciting. So you're there and everybody sort of yeah, is, is <laughs> getting involved and playing and um, it's very exciting where it's at for me because it, it's been a lot of work to get it to this point where I feel like oh and it's really firing on all cylinders at well, the moment.
0: Well yeah. that's great to hear. Paul before we let you go can you tell us when your show is playing, where it's playing and where can we go for more information?
2: Okay so it's on as part of the Melbourne Spiegel tent lineup which is down in Collingwood at the Circus Oz space. And, you know, you could look up their website or the Comedy Festival's website to find out information. I'm not on again until Thursday this coming week, so I'm on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday next week, 7.15pm, and mm-hmm. then the following week there'll be just three more shows then, so the Thursday, Friday, Saturday, so it's closing on the 20th, and then all the shows are going to be at 715
0: 15. Okay. Paul Burke, thank you very much for coming into our studios here, and um, all the best with Vladimir the Crow and your future endeavor You too, thank you. (laughs) Not a problem.